welcome to your Mind is Trying to Kill You podcast. Join your host, Alexandros Megas, and co-host Vincent Byrne, as they walk you through the deepest recesses of the mind and how it operates. They discuss all the reasons why our minds persistently get in the way of our evolution, growth, and our success. But crucially, they also teach you what you can do to change your destiny. And now, here's your host, Alexandros Megas. Welcome to the 29th episode of the Your Mind is Trying to Kill You podcast. I am your host, Alexandros Megas. And I'm your co-host, Vincent Byrne. And today you had another question, my friend, didn't you? You're, you're full of questions. You're like a one big question mark. I like that about you. So what was it? Yeah, pe- people have said that about me. I'm <laughs> one big question mark, all right. Uh you see, I spend the whole week wondering what I'm going to say. And then I never have anything useful to say until we're five minutes uh, before takeoff. So uh, in typical form, um, uh, had to quickly come up with this one, which uh, I think was interesting because it related to an incident that uh, I had um, last week when someone um, got really angry um, about a situation that I was in. And uh, they told me afterwards that they felt really angry about something I was doing, except I didn't know I was doing it. Uh, they didn't. They they seemed to have a problem with with uh, with uh, with what I was doing, and uh, they just were triggered by it. And um, it kind of it said, okay, so why do we do that? Why is it that um, things? completely innocuous things in a lot of cases um, trigger us and get us to a place of been really angry and um, we end up even having conversations about ourselves about what we're going to say to the to the person you know when we see them and um, we play the whole thing out and yet nothing has actually happened to create that problem so uh, I thought I'd run that one by you and get your wisdom on it being triggered is uh is what I'm very good at not being triggered, but triggering, actually. Uh, <laughs> believe it or not. Uh, but what does it mean to be triggered, first of all? Uh, it's it very, not coincidentally, used in, in a way that uh, we would, in a, in a fashion that we would use to describe the action of uh, a gun being used. Being triggered means being fired up, developing an explosive mood uh, because of some reason. And uh, of course, the usual way that uh, this is being understood, perceived in the world is that the reason is always external. Like I... Mm. And being triggered by you uh, because you dared to say something to me or to think something about me or of me that I didn't like. So, and that made me angry. 
what is that based on? I mean, come on. We know that all this stuff is fertile ground for the subconscious mind that is filled with viruses and programs. Uh, and we also know that nothing can bother you, nothing could, nothing should be able to trigger you if you don't have these matching programs within you. Like I, I cannot, I shouldn't be able to make you angry if what I'm talking about you have no programs for. Is this, does this make sense? Mm. Yeah. So to, to bring up a good example, let's assume that um, I was very self-conscious about, uh, I don't know, my, my weight, right? And whether or not, it doesn't matter, actually, because a lot of people are self-conscious about their weight and their looks. And, you know, I would look at these people and be like, you got to be insane. I mean, you're gorgeous. I mean, right? It happens all the time. So, which means that the perception of yourself about yourself has uh, almost always nothing to do with um, any reality. Um Basis. So, let's say then that I was very self-conscious about my weight. I thought I was overweight, or maybe I am in some ways. <laughs> so, so then you come over to me. You like to pretend you're my mother, because my mother would say something like that, <laughs> and be like, "Oh, hi! Look at you. You're getting fat." <laughs> of course, then me being um, self-conscious about the fact that, oh, I may be getting, you know, or I am, or I could, or whatever. Instantly, this kind of comment hits that kind of program within me, within my subconscious mind, and it triggers it which is to say activates it and activates it and the program runs wild, right? Uh, because that's where it is where we activate something. So this is like a, a game, a switch, if you will, being triggered. It's a switch. So it will be safe to assume that no one can trigger you. Nothing can trigger you if you don't have that trigger that switch within you in the first place, right? Mm. Uh, it cannot happen. It cannot happen. And I'll give you an example. Let's say that someone comes to you and says to you, Vincent, there's one thing about you. You're really stupid, right? Would, I would assume, unless you have some kind of uh, residual um, programming from conditioning, you know, like cause a lot of times we do, of course, you know, growing up, you know, uh, mama or papa would say something, oh, well, how can you be so stupid? You know, what, you know, you did something like, I don't know, something uh, not that important, like setting the house on fire, you know what I mean? Or, uh, 
mm. decapitating the, the dogs. And then everybody, <laughs> everybody goes apeshit, you know what I mean? Anyway, so, uh, so someone asked you, are you, why? Why are you so stupid, man? I mean, you would, I'm assuming, laugh about that. You would find that funny, right? You wouldn't get angry. Am I correct? Yeah. You, you would because it would seem preposterous to you, which is to say there would be no fertile ground uh, where someone threw a, a seed, you know, it would be like hitting concrete. You know what I mean? There's nothing there. This cannot grow. Mm. This cannot trigger anything. This cannot turn on any switch because there's no switch being uh, uh, there, no switch existing. So that is one of the most important parts that most people, a lot of people, I always say that, you know, I have gotten comments. <laughs> you know, I have been chastised before for saying most people, how dare you? See, people are being triggered. <laughs> Correcting myself. Some people <laughs> don't know. Some, some, some of the majority of people. <laughs> not all the people, um, they don't have that clear definition within them that this is what is going on. Because if they did, the moment they got angry, they would self-reflect and self-correct. You know, because, mm. I mean, we, we all get triggered. We all, you know, it happens to all of us. Right? I, mean, I could even get triggered for like a political statement. You know what I mean? I could be like, what the, this is bullshit? And that, in essence, is being triggered. But at that very moment that I'm feeling like that, I'm, I laugh it off usually, you know, because I realize, oh, look at me. Look at me being triggered. It's funny to me when that happens. But, you know, there is no one else to blame, right? And uh, one of our podcasts, I had mentioned that this is quite literally, perhaps, the definition of insanity, right? If I can use a single word <laughs> to, well, that was like the, the you're turning into the automaton, into an automaton podcast. Yeah, if I can use a single word to set you on fire, then who are you, right? It's like, how, are you a free, sovereign being? No, you're not, right? You're either insane or you are a, a fully uh, programmed device, right? I can press a button and then produce a, a reaction on you. Hmm. And, and a predictable And a very predictable one, yeah. yeah. So, so here's, the, here's the even worse part about this. People feel righteous in their being triggeredness, right? They feel right, they feel good about it, right? They, they think that this makes them better people, you see. <laughs> so like if someone can say, you know, uh, if someone can call you a racist because you didn't go down and riot and, you know, burn a few cars and destroy a few buildings, which, you know, it's, it's a perfectly good activity just blow some steam, you know, you got to do it once in a while. Um, I get it. 
So you know, <laughs> but if you if you like if you're against that kind of thing, you know, someone would be like you're a racist, and uh, you know the person who says that, they feel good about themselves. They feel like oh yeah, I am, I I am dis- uh, contributing to <laughs> creating a better society. Because like, fuck them racists, you know what I mean. So but but this is it's it's real. It's real insane. It's an insane way to live a life. Now, that's one aspect of it. This is one way to look at it. Yeah, it's insanity, right? But someone could say, yeah, man, but it's a lot of fun. No, but in, and, you know, in some, in some ways, I would say you're correct. <laughs> but here's what happens. If you look at this from above, you know, like a blueprint of a house, uh, if you look at your life like that, that is, you would be in the extremely magical being that you are, always consider what your end goal is. So in other words, what are you are bringing? What are you manifesting into the world? And, and uh, the ones that are actively working towards manifesting something they want in their lives, they know that that kind of activity requires a lot of energy, a lot of attention, uh, a lot of sobriety, mind sobriety, you know, and of course, <laughs> physical sobriety as well, I guess. And, and, and awareness. Of course. So, if you are, if you are occupying any of your time and energy, and when I talk about energy, I'm, I'm referring to emotional energy, right? Because that's the only kind that matters. So if you are dedicating any of this energy to, you know, like go out there and fight the good fight, whatever that means, you know, and, and be pissed off at people and throw shit around and, you know, protest like the free thinker that you are then what first of all what are you doing what are you contributing to secondly what are you creating within your life because the smallest damage that you can do doing something like that is deprive yourself from the time and energy to create for yourself but there's a lot, usually, it's just completely, that kind of behavior compounds itself. You know, the more we do something, the more it becomes a habit. You know what I mean? Like, you see, you know people, there, there are people out there that uh, define themselves like that. Like, that's, it's my personality, I get it. You know what I mean? I have anger issues. But what is that? This isn't like some kind of... A, you know, f- physiological, unless you're, you're, you know, insane, quite literally, you know, there's no physiological characteristic that would make you have anger issues. The anger issues are issues that are uh, connected to conditioning, programming of all kinds of sorts. And then, of course, these programs, the more you abide by them, and especially if you say, 
to yourself or anybody else that, oh, you know, that's how I am. I'm just angry. You know what I mean? I get pissed off easily. That's my personality, you know, and you identify yourself like that. Of course, you create, you solidify that kind of behavior. So, and, and what good does this do for you? This is, it's quite literal as if you are starting fires within your house, right? This is what it is. Like go, having like, uh, you know, uh, a lighter fluid and then going into the different rooms of your house and squirting some of that stuff and lighting it on fire, then going to another room, lighting on fire, and then, you know, going outside, but, oh, my shit, there's smoke, and there's a fire in there, it's running over, trying to put it out. And as you're putting this one out, right, the other one just flares up. And this is what happens, man. At the end of the day, what do you do? You're destroying your house, and by the end of the day, even if you save your house, right, what do you got? You are exhausted. You are nothing. You turn into mush. You turn into shit. And clearly then, there is nothing to accomplish other than what you have created for yourself, which is total and utter destruction. And uh, a program to match that, which means that you will do that tomorrow as well. And the more you do it, the more cemented that behavior will become. Am I coherent? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, it, what's what's interesting uh, about that, I mean, it all comes back to the programming. And uh, what was interesting about the situation that, that I was in last week was that um, was that I actually didn't do anything. As in, I didn't do anything. I didn't say that the guy was fat or I didn't, you know, say something to him that could be misinterpreted. I actually was going about my business uh, and it was something that he observed in the way I was going about my business that actually got him to feel angry. And he he told me afterwards that he was sitting stewing because he had all this thought process going on in his head and this conversation going on in his head. And the more the more he did, the more he, he got. So I was completely carrying on instantly. He, he interpreted something that I did in a way and then created this um this big stew for himself as you said um he lit a load of fires because the only one that was um uh the only one that was suffering in this situation was him because i was completely oblivious to what was going on um i remember a, a statement by um uh i think it was wayne dyer but it could have been quoted from somebody else where he said um to want to um to want to get revenge on someone is like um, taking cyanide and expecting the other person to die, which is which is kind of what was what was going on in that situation. By the way, as a parenthesis, when you when you say stewing, it's just you're making me hungry. Um, <laughs> If he said that to me, I would have been like, you should have told me, man. I would have brought potatoes, carrots, and onions. <laughs> yeah, I would have brought the lentils. <laughs> Look, uh, but what was that program? What was the program? Can you, can you identify what the program that he was dealing with was? I think it was... It was, uh, 
and I would have spotted it before. It it's it it's almost like he needs to be in control of everything, and including uh, the need to do, to ensure that everyone is doing what he wants them to do. So I wasn't doing what he wanted me to do uh, in the way that he wanted me to do it. He thought from afar that I was doing it wrong because I wasn't doing it his way. And that's what was getting him, him wound up. And to me, I took that as being this guy needs to be in control of his whole environment and all the people that are in it. And therefore, when they're not, he starts getting really stressed up, stressed out about it. Um, that that was my interpretation of it. Yeah, definitely control. Uh, but the way that I look at it, the guy clearly felt that he he owned you. Yes. You know, like you are his uh, his property. So then if you're his property, how dare you do things, you know, think for yourself, you know, how, mm. Mm. why would you do that? So, uh, once again, even, look, being, that's just what the, being triggered is the new virus. I, even if I say, I say virus, <laughs> that's a trigger in and of itself. <laughs> but hang on, you have an antidote. Yes, of course. Um, it, it is, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a new virus. Uh, the idea here is, is this. But, you know, then again, look, people have built their entire lives, their entire personalities. They have trusted that a system around them is there to help them is there to provide for them because it cares about them if you think if you have that kind of like inner acceptance and trust that the system around you is designed to help you then you see it's very hard to detach yourself from that because everything everything revolves around that, right? If the system... Because I can't... If I say, for example, that someone, a politician... That's a very good example. Politician says, you know, blah, 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 you know, out there. And everyone's like, holy shit, you know, I'm going to fuck shit up because it's bullshit. If you, if you think that politician actually cares about you, then that's what you respond to. Mm. Or, I mean, you know, or the other way around. You know, that politician will hate you because the other politician really cares about you, right? So, so you, how do you, how do you step away from that? But I think you're, you're, like in the case of the politician, I think what triggers people is that they have this view that, um, because I think some of the trigger comes not just from what might be said or what might be done. It also comes from who is doing it. So if 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 somebody, you know, your friend walks in and pees on your leg, you you have one response. And if your dog walks in and pees on your leg, you've got another response. So 
you're kind of not surprised to some extent if a dog does it because, well, that's kind of what dogs do. I know yours wouldn't, but uh, in a lot of cases, that that's what dogs do. But then when somebody who you wouldn't expect or someone who you um, uh, thought, you know, thought more about you uh, comes in and do, does it, that's when it's it's an issue. It's like you can put it into context um, if in certain circumstances and then in others it completely triggers you because it's not what's supposed to be happening. So in the case of politicians, people have this view that politicians are supposed to be there for the greater good of the community because they spend their time telling people that they're there for the greater good of the community just to get themselves elected. When the reality of it is that when they get in, all they're interested is in themselves and perpetuating their own career for as long as they possibly can. And they couldn't give a shit about anybody else. But everyone expects them to do it. So when they do something, everyone gets up in arms or lots of people get up and get up in arms um, because they think that it shouldn't be happening. When the reality is that when you would stop and think and look at the individual and go, look at all the evidence where he's done this stuff before. Why are you surprised that this is happening now? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, this reminds me of that. Uh, I think I believe it's a Native American story of uh, this old woman that uh, it was like really cold, a cold winter. And then she was gathering wood, you know, to go uh, firewood, you know, to light a fire. And she saw a snake. Uh, out there being like almost frozen and she felt bad and picked up the snake and uh, brought it over to her whatever her how cave <laughs> wherever she was living uh, a teepee, a teepee. <laughs> come on well, you should know this <laughs> watch out you might trigger people here um yeah. Yeah. so and then, you know, she warmed up the snake, you know, gave the snake some soup. Here's some chicken soup snake. And uh, the snake revived, <laughs> was revived and felt good about himself. And uh, next thing you know, he lashes on and, and bites the lady, right? And the lady's like, dude, what the fuck? I just, I, I helped you out, man. I saved your life. And to which he replies, "Bitch, you know it was a snake. That's what I do. <laughs> it's my job. You know what I mean? Just fucking, I gotta say, I gotta bite you. That's what I do for a living. You know what I mean? So people don't want to accept that they live in a world where uh, the people that were supposed to be taking care of them, i.e., the politicians." are actually laughing behind their backs and all the way to the bank. But, uh, I mean, that's just one example of what would trigger people. Uh, mm -hmm. But triggering happens left and right, you know? <laughs> like I, I say, my wife would say something to me about something, and, and immediately I know... See, when you, when you live with someone for, for a while and, and you get in tune you are in a position to expect the trigger. 
You know what I mean? Like, starts talking about something and you know it. You know it's coming. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, I always, I always laugh because it's, it's as it turns out, uh, if I do say so myself, I've done a little more work on my <laughs> triggers than my wife has. So I can trigger her a lot easier than she can <laughs> trigger me. <laughs> and when I do... I only do to help her identify her triggers and because it's fun. So. <laughs> I think you got those in the wrong order. <laughs> <laughs> right. I guess, maybe. But, but look, the idea here is, and, and even if we're talking about something that's innocent and funny and goofy, you know, like, uh, you know, I could say, I could say one thing <laughs> to my wife and trigger her be like hey where's my dinner <laughs> yeah uh, the dog yeah to which to, <laughs> to which you reply i'm cooking i'm cooking god <laughs> these are fun ways to you know spend your time at home or in the doghouse but you know at the end of the day these are very easy little exercises to start realizing in how many ways we have been conditioned. To me, this is, wow. I, I never take this lightly, nor do I ever take this for granted because I always know I'm expecting to, to, to either hear it right, or perceive it. This is what happened with that dude, the, the one that was the boss of the world that gave you the hard time because he was stewing without carrots and potatoes. So what is going on is many times we'll just see something and perceive the trigger is perceived. It's not just offered you know, to us. You know, it's not like someone, something that someone says. Uh, you know, I, I give you a good one for, for a perceived trigger. Right? You see... Older, older women, um, actually, or men, uh, would see like a young girl uh, being very lightly dressed, <laughs> like wear like sexy clothes and stuff, and be like, "Oh, that whore!" <laughs> that that is a massive trigger. It's a trigger because you know I co this isn't even. Do you, do you realize this isn't even a trigger that that has to do with the person themselves, right? They're not even being, they're not even being uh, messed with, but. They're, obli they're oblivious to the fact that it's going on. Of course, they're oblivious, but it, it, they, they think that, you know, it's like, this is not right. <laughs> How dare she? You know what I mean? That's not, this is indecent. <laughs> it offends me. You know, when in essence, something else is going on. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, with myself, you know, sometimes uh, in the past more so, I would look at, uh, I used to actually be a lot like that. Not at all anymore. Like I would see someone like a successful entrepreneur, you know, be like, uh, I don't know, like Grant Cardone. <laughs> and, and, and you know immediately I'd think god damn it you know it's, it's like this dude is like ripping people off or, or 
whatever, maybe not raping people off, but you know, it's like living to be rich. The fuck? This is like, this is not a way to live a life. <laughs> it's like, how dare you? You know what I mean? It's like, this isn't like, do, don't make people think that money is uh, everything in life. And you, you know what I mean? You, you are making, creating a warped sense of reality for so many people. How dare you? When, you know, in reality, that was my trigger about the fact that, you know, somewhere deep inside, you know, I, I wished I could be in that position with all these millions. <laughs> You know, and affecting so many people, myself. And so I, 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 I saw that and I felt disempowered, you see. And that is a major trigger. It's mm. a major trigger. Mm. And it isn't it, I mean, I had a conversation with someone um, last week. Uh, it came out of the um, it was actually talking about the idea of, of um, uh, beauty treatments and you know people getting Botox and fillers and all this kind of stuff and um, the point I was making was that the advertising industry presents scenarios to people which even though I didn't use the word at the time um, effectively triggers them because it presents this perfect looking person who's oh look she's 55 or she's 58 and she hasn't got any wrinkles and we have the solution so you have the people who are in that age bracket looking and goes oh, oh um, I, I, I could do something about my wrinkles and all of a sudden they're 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 uh, been presented with solutions to inject themselves with poison and fillers and all kinds of shit um, by medical doctors in a lot of situations, which is another another day's uh, rant for me. Um, and but it's all based on the fact that it's playing into insecurities, i.e. triggers that people have. So it's very clever of the advertising industry to make people feel shit enough to then go and want to have these solutions in order to make them feel less shit. Um, and I remember reading um, the book, the book Psycho-Cybernetics by Mac Maxwell Maltz. I don't know if you ever came across it, but he, he was a, he was a, um, a German um, plastic surgeon um back in the 1920s and 30s and, and onwards and he um most of his work initially would have been um plastic surgery for people who are in accidents or correcting birth defects and things like that but every so often um he would have people coming to him who because of they weren't happy with how they looked and they'd want some kind of you know um face adjustment or nose job or whatever it might be and the problem was that after he had done a number of these um, uh, these procedures on people, the reaction that those people had was, did you actually do anything? I'm after going through all this, this, uh, this surgery and I don't look any different. I don't look any better. You haven't fixed my problem. So he ended up actually spending, he used to send people off 
and get them to do exercises um, with a psychologist before he agreed to do the surgery. Because a lot of the time the surgery was never going to solve the problem. It was just they were being constantly triggered by the looks of other people and they then wanting to, to be like that. And therefore the solution was plastic surgery. And I think that's the insidious way that that industry actually operates now because they keep trying to get people to feel bad about themselves by presenting scenarios that trigger them. Absolutely. That, you know, who would know that better than me? But, um, but, but here's another concept. Having said that, the marketing and advertising industry, you know, we, we say, people say that all the time. The marketing and advertising industries are the devil because they're making us dot, 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 you know, do this, think that, or whatever. But here's another, and I know I, 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 I have said that myself. We have actually touched upon this mm. on, on this podcast. Mm. <clears throat> we have recordings of it, yeah. That's right. So I'm not going back on my word or anything. <laughs> But what I'm saying is I'm presenting now a different perspective here. And that perspective says, I cannot make you do anything. Mm. And this is relating 100% to what it is that we're talking about. I cannot make you do anything. I can only trigger you. So mm. how can I trigger you? I can trigger you if I discover that you already have this shit lying in, inside. Just like that, uh, <laughs> I was going to say that scumbag, uh, Edward Bernays, who was pretty much the, fa the father of um, PR, or as I call it, BS. <laughs> but uh, he found out how to trigger millions of people by communicating with his, his uncle was, you know, Sigmund Freud. And uh, he had come up with um, his whole theory about, you know, the, the unconscious, but whatever, subconscious mind and, and all the insecurities that people have and so on and so forth and the sexual repression. And so according to that, there were all these things that people, all people, according to Freud, are dealing with, they have all these weak spots that someone could, if they step on those spots, on those switches, on those triggers, manipulate them, make them do things, right? Um, and that's what the entire marketing, advertising, PR industry uh, is based on. So, but, but here's the question now, because if we were to to go and say, oh, fuck you, marketing, advertising, PR, industries, uh, fuck, I will set you on fire. We would then ourselves be triggered by the fact that we are not looking at the cause of this because the advertising and marketing industries and PR industries are not the cause of this. Our own triggers are the cause of this. Mm. Because if we weren't, I like your glasses, by the way. You look so sophisticated, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. I thought we were getting to a stage where we needed to get more serious. 
one of us has to do it and everyone knows it's not going to be me so you know what i mean so the the triggers have to go because if the triggers not it's it's like it's <laughs> it's like uh trying to eliminate the fires all the time instead of eliminating the flammable shit that you have laying around you know it's, it's, it takes a lot more effort, you know what I mean? And if you eliminate the flammable shit, then you take care of that once and for all. But if you're trying to put out fires every time, you know, it's, that has no ending because there's always flammable shit around. So how do we, given that it's the virus, uh, what's the vaccine? Uh, the vaccine. The vaccine. Oh, well, the vaccine is is not as as easy as uh, most people would want it to be because we're talking about once again working on yourself we're talking about working on um your uh, programs working on your conditioning uh, you know being um, introspective uh, developing your awareness your consciousness uh, when something happens Understanding that when something happens that makes you upset, uh, that upset is not coming from the outside. It's not, it's not coming from the thing. It's not coming from the incident. It's coming from our reaction and our perspective about the incident. Yes, that always. And I think in and of itself, that if people understood that part, then that would be the vaccine right there. Because, you know, once you identify that, oh, you know, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, be, <laughs> I shouldn't be mad at the fact that this happened. I shouldn't be mad at the incident. I should be mad at, uh, you know, what causes the incident. Or, you know, I, mean, I shouldn't be mad at all, I guess. <laughs> but, but if I have to react to something... Uh, let that something be reacting to the fact that I am the cause. You know, be the cause. This is the, the vaccine is be the cause in your life. Do not be, do not be the, uh, the reaction, be the action. Be the cause, don't be the result. Uh, and everyone should know. I mean, this is, I could say, across the board. Every time we found ourselves in a shitty emotional situation. And I say shitty emotional situation because these are the ones that count, I guess. Because <laughs> nobody ever complains. If I feel really happy and joyful. So if I find myself in that situation, it's fair to say that 100% of the time, that, the cause of that, is something within me. So if I have to react, let me react on that premise and then start taking measures to fix, to realign, to reframe, if you will, whatever is going on inside of me. Why do I think, you know, like, because if you think, if you just ask a few questions, right? The, the why questions. <laughs> uh, so your, your friend over there who was stupid, <laughs> I love that. I just love this uh, expression. He was stewing because you were not on your knees, you know, thanking him 
for giving you employment. <laughs> so the question that we would ask is why is the guy, you know, the question that he should be asking is why am I feeling like that? I feel kind of shitty and pissed off right now and I'm stewing. <laughs> and the worst part about being stewing is that there's no food to eat after I'm done stewing. So why am I feeling like that? Oh, I feel like that because that bastard Vincent, he should be my slave. What? Why should he be my slave? Uh, because I'm paying him. Uh, what? Why am I paying him? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you start asking these questions, then yeah. you will derive, you will inevitably, right? Uh, if you're being honest with yourself, you will come across the actual reason why you're pissed off. I'm pissed off because as far as I'm concerned, you know, he belongs to me. <laughs> you know, or yeah. People get pissed off when, when like, uh, their boyfriend or their girlfriend, you know, like cheats on them. How dare you? How could you do this to me? <laughs> I gave my life for you, you bastard. So, but, but look, when we understand that everyone, everyone is free to do whatever the fuck they want. Right? I mean, if it's like, would you rather, would you rather your boyfriend or girlfriend be either hiding the fact that they're cheating on you or be pushing themselves, making themselves stay with you even if they don't feel like maybe they don't love you anymore? Right? And it's like, why would I be angry at someone for leaving me if they don't like me anymore? That, that Alexandro is an asshole. <laughs> Like, fuck him, I'm gonna just go. Right? And it's like, if, that, if that's how you feel, what can I do? Right? What can I do to affect that? My dogs are reaffirming exactly that this is like the universe saying, you know, hey, the, you're right. They're joining in the chorus. <laughs> you tell them, Daddy. Oh, which is actually perfect point. Perfect point. Now, look, look, what's happening, right? Why are the dogs barking? Why the dogs? Because something in the, you could say it's the nature of the dog, but, but it's something that is being reinforced within the dog one way or the other. Uh, you know, this is what they, the socializing of the dogs. As a matter of fact, I'd say what? It's really funny. My, my boy, German Shepherd, Wolfie, uh, he was the, the most silent dog, especially of this size, you, you would ever meet in your life. Like, you wouldn't just, there's, there's nothing. Like, ne never, you wouldn't hear him. <laughs> you would never hear him. And then, and then, we brought him over to a friend of ours that had an older German Shepherd that was woof, 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 you know? <laughs> and that dog taught my dog how to woof, woof, woof. Do you know what I mean? So, think about that for a second. So, the dogs are triggered... To when, when they see, I mean, it doesn't matter whether or not they feel that this is a threat. To them, it's always a threat. You see, this is like the subconscious mind responding to a situation being triggered out of a program that's been there, that has been yeah. there, and being compounded and reinforced. So the dogs see the, whatever, the car coming down the driveway, you know, the truck, whatever, the mailman. And they're like, woof, 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 I'll fuck you up. But they don't know 
whether or not really that's a threat. But they take it by default that I got a wolf of wolf because this is how I protect my home. That's how I protect my loved ones, you mm. see. But in essence, that's how you interrupt a really important podcast. It is, but with, a, with an important message that can be gleaned from the interruption. But why? That message is important because I discovered it. You see, this is, this is about asking the question. When it happens, yeah. right? But the, but, the, but the starting point is to have the awareness to either pull yourself back. Well, the, well for me, the way that I began to, to do this was I, and I don't do it every time. I'm sure people who know me will point it out. Um, but what, what I got to was that after the event, I would then just go back and say, what actually happened there? And this might be a couple of days later, but what actually happened there? And I would try to actually look through the steps that actually caused me to feel the way that I did. And then as I became better at doing it, I became it became easier for me to see that I was being triggered or that I was going to a place which wasn't very rational. And I would be able to see quickly what was what the steps that I was going through in my mind, not that I was conscious of going through those steps. But when I was asking the questions, why, as you said, you were starting to piece them together. Oh, that's what my mind did in literally one step. From, you know, zero to um, to 100, but actually it went through a series of steps that you just weren't aware of at the time. So if you can slow it down and look at what actually happened, then that process in itself, whether it gives you the right answers or not, at least shows that you have the awareness to take that. The difficulty is remembering back to when I knew nothing about this was that I would just be angry for days or upset for days about a particular situation and have no real capacity to get myself out of it other than something else distracting me. Um, and I certainly wouldn't have had the uh, the wherewithal to think I really should go back and analyze that situation and, and find out why I did it. So that's really the, the, the thing. That's that's what I discovered, that I needed to just go back and reflect and break things down a little bit. And then it, as you do it more deliberately after the event, it becomes easier to do while the event is going on or within a short space of time after the event happens. Um, I think that's, that was what, what did it for me. Definitely. <clears throat> that's, that's how it should be. And that's how we should all be doing it. And we should be doing that daily. Now, here's the thing. The more, once again, it's just like going to the gym, you know, yeah. or practicing anything for that matter. Um, if you practice, you know, stewing, <laughs> then you'll be doing more of that. Um, you practice analyzing that kind of stuff. And guess what? Soon, very soon, you will find yourself not being able to get yourself to stew. Because immediately you're like, oh, shit. It's like you are blowing your own cover. You know, you're seeing, you, you're coming across your own bullshit and mm. and and by saying that i don't mean that you're wrong to be uh you know upset at some situation 
That's not what I mean. That I mean that you are doing yourself a disservice if you're pointing the finger towards the situation rather than uh, finding out why that situation is affecting you. Mm. And, and the funny thing was that in the situation of, um, the, uh, that I described, there was a time when I would have reacted to that um, in a negative way. I, I either would have been very upset on hearing it or I would have uh, uh, got angry or possibly got into an argument. Um, but I was actually in this situation and I was observing it and I was going, oh dear, what are you on? You know, it was like what was being said was totally not having no impact whatsoever. And I was really just looking to the guy saying, you know, what is it that's going on for you that, that has you thinking like that? Because there's certainly nothing to do with me. Um, and that's, that's, I think, where you get to. You're able to say, oh, well, that's the dog that did that. What would you expect from the dog? I mean, it's, it, you, everything gets explained. Um, so you actually become significantly more powerful in situations. Not that you need to dominate people but powerful in the sense that you have a greater ability to a look after yourself, but you also in many respects have the ability to look after the other people. Because I found myself having a conversation about that with the guy and he was very grateful at the end of it and said, oh, I'm really grateful that we could actually have a conversation about this. And that was, that was essentially, uh, um, uh, a resolution which meant that the thing didn't go on and fester and there was no um there was no animosity or no residual resentment or anything else left behind it was just dealt with because you're able to see what was going on brilliant so i i'm really happy that we we got to cover this today because yeah. it is something i think it's one of the one of the more important um topics because just even if you don't do any, any introspection, even if you don't, uh, if you just know that you're not being upset for something that is happening outside of you, if you accept that alone, it will save you a massive um, amount of uh, wasted energy and mm. upsets and, uh, and, and misery. And damage, rela damage relationships with people and damage, you know, interactions with people um, beyond your own upset. I mean, it, it has such a ripple effect if, if you're not in control of this stuff. That's right. And, and look, I mean, most, uh, since you speak about relationships, most um, problems between couples, like the, you know, the intimate relationships, have to do with this kind of stuff. Right? People go to a marriage... Uh, a counselor, uh, and they deal with that kind of shit, you know what I mean, all the time. Oh, he said uh, this to me. <laughs> yeah, but she did this to me, you know. And, and so, yeah. I mean, how many, how many, um, I'd say millions of cases of broken relationships could be avoided if we all knew that uh, you know, I can't blame this person for being, for for stepping on my t on my hurt toe. Mm. <laughs> they managed. They stepped on my hurt toe. But what really hurts is the fact that I have 
um, a wounded toe. Yeah. Otherwise, that wouldn't have been a big deal. So I think so that's I been th- a good one. That's th- been a good one. I think so. And, and you know, I have to say, you know, not to toot our horns, toot toot, but uh, you know, we touch upon things that are not frivolous. They're, they're important topics. They're very deeply thought-provoking and uh, and philosophical. And uh, we don't ever prepare for this kind of conversation. It's just a conversation that happens. And I love that. I love that because this is, to me, that's, that's, why, uh, that's what's authentic. What's authentic is I would love to have that conversation with you, my friend, whether or not we were being recorded. Yeah. So that's been a good one. That's been a good one. So thank you. Plus, thank the, you. plus, plus the fact that it's, um, it's practical and it's real. I mean, it's, it's bringing, bringing stuff that, you know, is potentially outside the realm of what people might consider to be relevant to them and perhaps a little bit esoteric and woo-woo even and bringing it back down into day-to-day reality because um, these situations are going on all the time. Um, and uh, as, you, as you, you rightly say, it's all going on up here and um, while we're trying to survive, the way we have learned to survive is not always conducive to surviving. The way we've managed to do it when we were kids isn't really conducive to necessarily surviving now that we've gone beyond that phase. Um, so it's, uh, I think it's, it's hugely valuable. And for me, it's great fun. Uh, and it's, uh, I could talk about this all night. Um, I obviously would need some glasses of wine probably involved as well to do that just to lubricate every so often. But uh, I love talking about this. Brought up uh, an interesting uh, idea. One of those podcasts, we should do a drunken podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That could be our shortest one. <laughs> or our longest one. We'd, mainly because we'd probably forget Pass to out. record something. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, you're right, my friend. And um, speaking of woo, another podcast should be how to create a lucky charm. Uh, you know, like okay. I, I said that, and I'm not, some people would think that this is a joke. It's not a joke at all. It's ac- mm. It's actually very very valid all this remember everything is connected to the subconscious mind uh the collective unconscious of course and the gods and the goddesses and god and any kind of perceived woo-woo situation is all connected intimately with our subconscious mind and therefore with who we are at core so all this stuff is cool it's really interesting, and it's uh, uh, it could be very useful in uh, our everyday lives as well. You know, on a day-to-day basis, you know, people wear um, you know pendants, uh, crosses, malas, you know, what what have you, to protect themselves energetically or spiritually. This stuff is not bullshit. You know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, valid um reasons why all that stuff can help you and a lot of those reasons have to do with your own perception 
how you perceive the yeah. world, how you perceive your, you know, your own subconscious mind, your own triggers, your own uh, programs, your own uh, conditioning. Uh, so you can defend, think of it this way, I think of it this way many times, defend yourself from your own conditioning even, right? Imagine if you could make um, some kind of a talisman to protect yourself against your own conditioning. How magical would that be? So there you go. So, wrapping it up. And uh, that was the 29th, 29th. And uh, next week, we should, should, probably, should probably bring a champagne, right? We should, yeah. we should pop a champagne on the 30th. And the 30th, okay. it's a three. Okay. That's, that's a really important number. Um, and, uh, you know. And we can talk all about luck on that one. Oh, yes, Talk of course. Actually, yeah, that's a good idea. Why don't we do that? Being lucky. Being yeah. lucky. Yeah. Boom. It has been decided. Now we don't have to agonize on the minute exactly. <laughs> of starting the podcast. And okay. I, can pre I can prepare all week for a clever question for you. <laughs> well, you know, you have many of those and you don't even prepare. Now look at you. All right, my friend. Uh, thank you so much for, for um, supporting this uh, really interesting um, rant and uh, thank you out there, whoever you are, who support us and uh, tolerate us. We love you. And having said that, until next week, let's be careful out there and don't let your mind kill you. Thanks for listening to Your Mind is Trying to Kill You with Alexandros Megas and Vincent Byrne. If you like our show and want to make sure that you don't miss an episode, then we would love if you would subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And you'd be doing us a big favor if you would support us by leaving a review as well. It would also be great if you would take a screenshot of this episode on your smartphone and share it on social media. So join us next Wednesday when we talk more about mind hacking and taking back control of your life. Until then, have a great week.